A reading from Hebrews. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by a son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom he also created the worlds. He is a reflection of God's glory and the exact imprint of God's very being, and he sustains all things by his powerful word. When he had made purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much superior to angels as the name he has inherited and more excellent, is more excellent than theirs. For to which of the angels did God ever say, You are my son, today I have begotten you? Or again, I will be his father and he will be my son. And again, when he brings the firstborn into the world, he says, Let all God's angels worship him. Of the angels, he says, He makes his angels winds and his servants flames of fire. But of the Son, he says, Your throne, O God, is forever and ever, and the righteous scepter is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. wickedness. Therefore, God... Your God has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond your companions. And in the beginning, Lord, you founded the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you will remain. They will all wear out like clothing. Like a cloak, you will roll them up, and like clothing, they will be changed. But you are the same, and your years will never end. The word of the Lord. Plutarch in the second century wrote 48 biographies of famous men, kind of put this collection together. And uh, one guy that he covered in this work was the Roman general Lucullus. And he was a successful general, successful military strategist. And in part of that biography about Lucullus, um, he shares a story about King Tigranes of the Armenians uh, when Lucullus invaded Armenia in 69 BC. And here is what Plutarch wrote about this king. Now, as the first person who reported to Tigranes that Lucullus was in the country got nothing for his pains, but had his head cut off, Nobody else would tell him, and Tigranus was sitting in ignorance while the fires of war were burning around him and listening to flattering words. The king did not want to get bad news that his country was being invaded, and he wanted to make sure that he wasn't going to get any more bad news, and so he got rid of any messengers who brought him any words of bad news. Messengers for many centuries throughout the world have been hesitant to deliver bad news to their superiors because they don't want to experience the same fate that happened to that messenger who talked to King Tigranes. When messages were largely delivered person to person, someone had to show up and speak the news for anyone to learn anything. And in that speaking, they brought the reality of the news into existence. When the messenger first showed up to Tigranus and spoke the truth about Lucullus's invasion, 
brought, he brought the reality of the invasion into Tigranus's life. Before that, he had no clue about what was going on. Tigranus, he did not like that new reality, and so he got rid of the messenger so that he could continue to live on in the world as he wanted to live into that world, live in a world where there is no invasion, even if it was a fiction. We have a phrase that speaks to this hesitancy by messengers to deliver bad news, right? We say, don't shoot the messenger. The messenger doesn't want to be held responsible for what is being reported. And whatever you think about the message and the response to the message, the messenger wants to say, don't take it out on me, right? I'm not the responsible party here. The messenger wants to be, make sure that there's a clear distinction between the message and the messenger, right? We are two separate things, right? Treat us differently. Keep all this in mind as we take a look at our reading from Hebrews this morning. The first verse there in our writing from Hebrews talks about God speaking to the ancestors by way of the prophets. God had prophets, messengers that God wanted to send to deliver a message to people. Sometimes these prophets had to deliver a message that wasn't great news for the people that were to receive that message. For example, in Jeremiah 26, the prophet Jeremiah is talking to the leadership of Jerusalem, and here's what's reported. This is what Jeremiah says to them. Thus says the Lord, if you will not listen to me to walk in my law that I have set before you, and to heed the words of my servants, the prophets who I send to you urgently, though you have not heeded, then I will make this house like Shiloh, and I will make this city a curse for all the nations of the earth. Right? That's not a pleasant message for Jeremiah to deliver to people. God is going to curse your city, and everyone across the earth is going to know that you are cursed. Well, how do the people respond to Jeremiah when he speaks these words? Later on in the chapter, it says this. And when Jeremiah had finished speaking all that the Lord had commanded him to speak to all the people, then the priests and the prophets and all the people laid hold of him, saying, You shall die. Right? We are going to fix this problem. We are going to get rid of this messenger. And if we get rid of the messenger, then the message goes away. Right? They're thinking just like Tigranus thought. Our Hebrew reading continues on, and it says, But in these last days God has spoken to us by a Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom he also created the worlds. He is the reflection of God's glory and the exact imprint of God's very being, and he sustains all things by his powerful word. These verses in Hebrews talks about that God has decided to communicate in a new way now. He's not going to be using prophets any longer. Instead, God decides to communicate through his son. And here, Jesus is described as the heir to all things, creator of the world, reflection of God's glory, the exact imprint of God's very being, and the one who sustains all things by powerful word. Hebrews is telling us is that God does not want to use intermediary messengers anymore. 
God has shown up personally to deliver the message to in Jesus. And that's what we're celebrating on Christmas Day. God showing up to give us this message directly. What is one of the key elements of the message that God wants to deliver to us? God wants humanity to know that God is with us. That God has come near and close by to us. That God is not distant, God is not far away, but God is there in your presence. And while usually the messenger and the message are distinct and separate from each other, this is not the case with Jesus. Here, the message and the messenger are the same. The message is God is with us. And the messenger, Jesus, being God, shows up and is God with us. There's no distinction between the message and the messenger. They are one and the same. As our reading from John chapter 1 says it, the word became flesh and lived among us. The word, the message, was present with us in Jesus. Now, as often happens, not everyone likes a message, and many people did not like the message of Jesus. They rejected it. They didn't like thinking about God being near and thinking about if God's coming close and how God is asking us to live and to love our neighbors and to sacrifice for others and to do all the things that God desires us to do. Many people didn't want to listen or hear that. And so they did what so many people do when they don't like the messenger. They shoot the messenger. They crucified Jesus in him with the hope that if we get rid of the messenger, then that message will go away too, that God won't be near us. And they could figure they could keep on living as they had been living where God is not real and God is not present with them. They could be like Tigranus and ignore Lucullus invading the country. But Jesus rises from the grave and being alive testifies that you cannot get rid of the messenger or the message that God is with us. In the resurrection, God refuses to allow the Christmas message that God is with us to be ignored. God is still here, God is still near, and God is present with us. So on this Christmas day, remember the good news message that God has for us in Jesus, that God has come to be with us, and even when we try to get rid of God and remove the messenger and in the message, God refuses to allow us to do that. The reality of God and God's love for us remains continually. We can be thankful that the messenger and message of God eternally persists despite our own sinfulness and evil. Rejoice today that we cannot shoot the messenger of Jesus no matter how many times we try because God loves us and wants the message to be real and true for us. God wants us to know on this Christmas day and all days that God is with us in the flesh.